Welcome to the Experiments Podcast, where we talk about life and business and how they daily intersect. I'm your host, Laura Doughty. Let's get to some real talk. Welcome, everyone. I am super excited for today's The Experiment Podcast. I have a special guy on today. His name is Steve Valentine. He is an agent out of Arizona. And you know, he came from a situation back in 2008, like a lot of people where uh, he was a million dollars in debt. And today he now owns 7,500 properties, $50 million total in investment properties in Arizona. So I really felt like with where we're headed in this market, that his philosophy of being a problem solver and what we do in real estate being more than a transaction was super, super perfectly on time for what is going on in the market. And for finding information about his coaching programs or just connecting with him, you can find him on Instagram at Steve D. Valentine. Thank you so much, Steve, for being with me. As we've already discussed, I am jacked up from a huge jack video. <laughs> so everybody needs to be prepared for that um, because this is me and this is you. And I am super excited to have you here because as we both discussed, we've both already been through some downturns. And I know for agents that have had the massive benefit of the past couple of years, this can be really scary. And I want us to help them level up because I, as I told you, did not take advantage. Um, And that sounds like a, a bad way to say that, but I just wasn't aware of one, how to help clients at a, at a higher level and two, how to facilitate, you know, adding money to my bottom line in a market that everybody else was saying, I couldn't do it. Right. So um, I know for you, and I'll start this in the beginning and I'll share it again at the end. Um, Everybody can find Steve at Steve D. Valentine um, on Instagram. And then all of his links are in his link tree. So along with his amazing coaching, which I know he's going to talk about in here. So I'll just let you run, buddy. Run? Where are we running to? (laughs) Um, We're running to, to success. I'm like you said, is that, you know, there's a lot of agents out there that are scared about right now. And they're, you know, they've, they've done really well, but like the average time in business for my students is 10 years. Well, all they've ever known is the market going up in low rates, right? Where you and I started was when, you know, I mean, I bought my first house and the interest rate was 8%. Granted the house was, you know, (laughs) $300,000 less exactly now, but I was also making a lot less money back then. So you know, for anybody that's scared, it really like the one quote that you really need to hear that, that I failed to see in 2008 when the market changed is Warren Buffett's quote, you know, when people are scared, be greedy and people are greedy, be scared. Right. And so I think over the last couple of years, we see on crypto, you see the stock market and people were, were greedy, right? There's a lot of people in crypto that lost their ass this year. um, Those types of things. But I think now you've got a lot of people that are running scared and now is the time that opportunities will arise, right? So in a market like this, in a down market, this is where people start to pull back. And I don't think we should be pulling back. I just think we need to make better decisions on what we're buying. And that's kind of where my business is right now. We're kind of at a pause moment, just watching what's happening and trying to take time to navigate it. Uh, But I think that there's going to be 
substantial amount of opportunities for people to create a massive amount of wealth through real estate over the next couple of years by strategically understanding the investment side, the purposes, um, and understanding all that. And I just think, unfortunately, um, our industry is so financially illiterate on how money works, breathes, the benefits of owning real estate, the benefits of teaching our clients why they should own real estate. This is going to be one of those markets. If you go back to 2008, there was only a couple of people that survived that market. Right. They were the ones that were working with investors that were buying REOs. They were the people that were buying things at trustee sale. And then there were those of us like myself that had massive real estate owned accounts for the banks. Um, and then you had people doing short sales and everybody else was just like, they kind of survived and navigated through it. But what 99% of us didn't see was the massive amount of opportunity when the market tanked. Right. Right. And that is the one thing that I wished, you know, I knew what I know now back then. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably be retired right now. Well, and and that's really what I kind of want to help. Like I even noticed in the post you posted today um, on your reel in educating yourself on the scary things, like the things that we don't know from a financial standpoint, like you did the hard work. One of the great things about having you as a coach is, you know, people can quantum leap their, the, their knowledge, their processes, um, in investing and in, in all of those things. So kind of share a little bit about that in regards to how important it is to do that kind of own, you know, your, your own research, your own yeah. education. So, the one thing that is not taught to us when we get a real estate license is the investment, right? The, right. the financial gain of investing in real estate. So, and we don't surround ourselves with the right people. My, me, myself included, the first 10 years, I didn't have a CPA showing me the advantages of owning real estate and, and the different things, the vehicles that it, that it operates, right? I didn't right. understand the power of leverage. I didn't understand you know, that a dripping faucet will fill a bucket over time, right? And so let me repeat that, a dripping faucet will fill a bucket over time. And when I say that, like no matter what you're doing in your life, the small habits that you create, the, the small money that you save out of every check, the little bit of investing you do every year adds up over 20 years, right? It's like right. The, the old school thing that we got taught when we were younger is like compound interest. Well, right. compound interest can really equate into a lot of things, right? And so when I go back to some of my friends that have been in the business 20 years that look at the amount of real estate that we've purchased and acquired over the last seven it's always their regret. They're like, I wished I would have bought more. I, I wish that I would have had part of my annual goals was to increase my net worth and continue to take my earned income and put it into investments rather than just constantly increasing in lifestyle. And I think like you, you've seen over the last you know, five years, the agents that got in, it was somewhat easy. We were making good money and lifestyle starts to increase right? All the things start to right. increase. But the last seven years for me, after losing everything in 2008 was, if I'm making a lot of money, I'm going to pour it back in to investments. And I'm going to keep doing that so that I can create this portfolio that is going to be my legacy. Now, I want to interject because I grew up with my father owning five businesses. My mother was a school teacher, but she also had a bridal shop. So from an entrepreneurial standpoint, I am a high risk. Like I like that, that does not intimidate me. So talk, can you kind of talk some of like through that? Yeah. Because I know that that can be like, Oh God, no, I'm not doing that. So. Mm -hmm. 
But real estate agents tend to, so here's an interesting stat. Speaking to all the rooms that I speak to, only about 5% of the industry actually owns investment real estate, right? Right. Part of that is for two reasons. One, they've heard all these people tell horror stories, so they don't want anything to do with it, right? But they've never truly experienced it on their own. But the crazy thing is 100% of those people will sell an investor something they know nothing about, right? Right. Which is even scarier to me. (laughs) Right. So when I do... So I do, part of my business is consulting. So I do private strategy sessions with agents, with clients, and it's a four-part um, series, uh, four, four Zoom calls where we go through and we talk about their dream life budget, right? So where do you want to be in, in 15, 20 years? What does it look like? And how much passive income do you want to have? So we start there by trying to talk and look at the future. And then we start building the tolerance level of what is it that you want to do, right? Because some people, you know, they'll say, well, I'd like to have $10,000 a month in passive income. That's great. Then we work it backwards. How many properties is that? How many years do you have to do that? So that they really understand that this is an added goal to, you know, when they have that January goal setting or whatever it is, you know, and most brokerages, that's not a thing that's like in their year beginning goals. It's always how many transactions, how much yep. GCI, Yep. right? Like those are the, those are the two things versus how many opportunities are you going to step over for a 3% commission? Right. And, you know, I've never had a real estate agent that's new come to me and say, Hey, I've got a real estate license. I want to learn the traditional business, but I really more importantly want to know how to invest in real estate. Yeah. Right. It's just not on the radar because it's not taught and they don't know the power of it. Well, and I know that you have said um, previously, which I loved um, as a kind of a general rule, as an industry, someone that's really serious, and this is our profession, that we should be investing in properties basically every two years. Like mm-hmm. that's basically how we should set ourselves up, which whether you're holding and, you know, for long-term or turning over. So um, I, I really felt like you know, that isn't a part of that, you know, beginning of the year goal setting. And that's part of where we are. We're halfway through 2022. Where are you going to end up at the end of this year? So- right is this a part of your strategy? Cause gosh well, the, knows it's time to put it in there. If it's not. Well, the strategy is this at some point in time, you have to have a mindset shift going from agent, traditional agent to investor and cross that path. But you have to learn what the investor means. And I think most people take the investor route and it's got a negative connotation to it, which like, Oh, I'm taking advantage of people or I'm doing these things. So let me change that a little bit. Let's go from traditional agent to problem solver. And when you have, when you're a problem solver, you have options that you get to give to clients, right? So when I go meet with clients, my objective is to figure out what their greatest problem is, their greatest need, and how can I solve it? Now, solving it is where your bag of tricks and your education comes from. And that's what I really teach my students is like, people don't realize, like, let me, let me bust a myth for you real quick. The number one myth for most real estate agents is I don't have a down payment or I can't buy a rental property because my credit isn't good, Right. So we go back to the late night infomercials from the nineties, you know, where you, where you bought the books for $39 and three payments and buy property with no and low money down. Well, there's different ways to do that, but it's crazy that most agents don't see the opportunity that the people that you're talking to could be your private lender. They could be the capital that you need based on the options and the conversations that you're having with them. You see, when, 
when somebody calls to sell a house, I don't go on a traditional listing appointment. I go on a strategy session, right? And that strategy session is to give them options on how to accomplish and fix the problem at hand, right? So going in there, if one of those options is, you know, my mom's a hoarder and I live in California and I don't want to deal with this. If you don't have an option for that cash purchase, you're never going to know what opportunity you're leaving on the table. Right. Right. And our real estate license is our number one opportunity to create long-term wealth in this business, all while helping our clients out or helping people solve the biggest problem that they have. Right. And believe it or not, not everybody is as concerned about getting top dollar out of their house as you think they are. No, it's true. So true. But when you lay out options, which most people don't is, hey, you can keep the house as a rental. We can refer you to a property management company. Here's the pros and cons. You know, having conversations about what somebody's tax consequences are if they sell that house today, right? Do they need to 1031 exchange it, right? So becoming a problem solver, you start understanding all the different options that are available for your client and then let them choose their own adventure. Yeah. Right? Oh, I love that. I love that. Because as we discussed in the beginning and we're both completely aligned on, it's really more than a transaction. It's how do you help this client? Because you never know with that one, like you were talking about the hoarder with the mom's house or whatever, how many other properties they have that you can solve problems for them with. So, um, but going in with that mindset makes a massive difference. Right. So how crazy is this? It's like, if you're going in with a problem solving mentality, um, I did a live call with my students, you know, uh, it was a referral. The conversation with him really went like this. Uh, my, I live in California. My 92-year-old grandmother's lived in her home for 40 years. And my dad lives there now. Um, and it's a hoarder mess. And grandma's moving to assisted living, right? So we both agreed it needed about $100,000 of repairs. We got to the price, right, which is a cash purchase. But I asked one more question. I says, hey, grandma's going into assisted living. How are you going to grow the money that she's getting out of this house in order to continue to care for her? And so I ended up turning most of grandma's money into private capital into my company and giving them a rate of return that's going to help them grow her funds to keep it moving. And it's guaranteed. Mm -hmm. It's safe, secure. It's not in the stock market, which he didn't know. So now I've solved two problems for them. I took care of the house and I gave them a place to put their money. Amazing. Right? So, so yeah. we have those appointments and we have those abilities to solve multiple problems. And we're really truly caring about people. And we're having that emotional intelligence as we're talking to them. Right. Because I think our industry very much goes into an appointment, ready, set, look at me. <laughs> right. Like here's, here's my, I mean, Ta-da! I don't think people, I don't think people use binders anymore. My dad was a big binder guy, right? Yeah. I used to watch him. I used to watch him fall asleep reading the presentation to people. Yeah. They use um, folders. I mean, there's, I still have clients that use folders. So yeah, it's interesting. So, so one of the tips that I really have for people, you know, in this business is that look up the property before you go, kind of get a good glance at it, but show up to the door with nothing in hand, no briefcase, no laptop, no anything. Go in, build rapport, look at the house see where the conversation goes and then excuse yourself to go get your stuff out of the car so that it doesn't feel like a sales appointment. We're really there there to have a conversation with somebody. Yes, I have my stuff in the car, right? I still don't have a presentation because 
what I want to do is I want to build rapport and I want to build relationship. Yeah. And I, I think one of the, the main things as real like estate- a guest in their house. Yeah. As, as real estate agents as well, I think we need to interview the consumer as much as the consumer thinks they're interviewing us. Truth. Oh, love that. Yes. Right. And you know what? I know for a lot of agents, that's a hard place to get to because you may be mm-hmm. in a financial situation, but over time, I like I even with my coaching, it's like it's a lot easier to refer business and or, you know, like if you can't, if you're not the solution for them, then for to be in that type of situation. Yeah. So, I mean, not every client is my client. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, I, I, I mean, can't always solve problems for everybody. Let me just put it that way. And it's OK to walk away from somebody saying, you know what, I, I don't think I'm the best person for you. I can refer you somebody. My dad used to always be, and I, I think a lot of our industry was this, you know, I worked with my parents as a team early on in the early 2000s. My dad was like, the only way you win is to take him to the bank. And I'm like, yeah, but the guy's a dick, right? <laughs> I don't want to work with him anymore. Like he's a dick. Yeah. Like let's, let's move on because I have other people that are super nice that want me to help them. And that's where I would rather be than spending, we exert so much, so energy, much energy. Oh my God. On the negative people and time. That drains us. Right. And time. And time. So, you know, the only way to combat that is like either a, you know, when you're working with a buyer, that's going to be a pain in the ass, you know, take a buyer broker, take a refundable or a non-refundable retainer, whatever it is, you'll find out real quick, whether or not, you know, you want to work with those people. It's funny because you're saying things that are just so like, cause we work with retainers and a lot of agents are like, wait, what did you just say? You actually like, won't work with a client with that. Literally I had a, a client that wanted me to help them. They had, it was an investment property and I could tell the level of time energy, but I also knew that I was kind of the only solution for her. Mm-hmm. But I said to her up front, if you really, really want me to help you, I, there's a $5,000 retainer. And <laughs> it took her a while, but she did, but she understood. Like I explained the value, et cetera, and the process and why, um, because I knew how many times she was going to call me. I knew like she was already dictating how clients had to come into the house and all it, like there was just so many rules and regulations. Right. So it is a, like, you are a professional. You can charge a consulting fee, but we're just so trained and indoctrinated that we get paid through commission only. Right. Which is, which is not the only way. I mean, that's, you know, growing my business on the investor side is that, you know, I have a rule now with working with investors on the private client side is that you must first go through the consulting strategy session because I want to make sure that we're aligned equally. As far as an investor goes, I want to make sure that you understand the mindset and the things that I require. And then once we do that, I've taught you principles that apply anywhere in the country when you're investing in real estate, but now we're aligned. And now I don't have to explain this stuff over and over to you again. And now we can go through the investing process, but we first have to start here. And some of us don't break our businesses up and, you know, we want to put everything into that commission. Like all my value is tied to selling this person a house. And I just, it it took me a while, right? It's, it's a mindset thing. The first time you tell somebody, it's $5,000 for four one-hour sessions before I'll sell you a house. You're like, wait, that's a thing? It is a thing, right? It is. Well, when you understand the value that you bring to the table, and I, and it is such a leap um, 
for again, because, and I hate to like point fingers, but the national association of realtors has done a massive disservice to a lot of agents, um, when it's barriers to entry, all of those things, but I have no problem with it because I am so clear about the impact and difference that I, the knowledge and experience and, and just sheer resourcefulness Mm -hmm. that I have to bring to the table to a client. And so I think in the, in all that you've shared here, if we can just, cause it is, it's for the, for anybody that's at least my audience that's listening from, from a consumer standpoint and a real estate agent standpoint, especially here in the LA market, I do have a lot of um, Southeast um, clients that listen in as well, but it is kind of outside the box, which by the way, that's his podcast, <laughs> as I said in the beginning. Yep. Um, and I've always been an outside the box person, thanks to my dad. So it doesn't mean that it's wrong. It doesn't mean that it doesn't work. It's just this soil that we are walking into right now is so, so fertile for all of us to take some of this downtime that those transactional agents are having Mm -hmm. right now and empower, fuel yourself with this type of knowledge that Steve has already created the roadmap to get there. So if you were where you were in 2008, and nine and 10 and looking back and going, dang it. What, what's like three things that you would say right now to an agent that can make a massive difference in the trajectory from this point forward, that they won't be like you and I and miss out. The massive trajectory is understanding, you know, moving to that problem solving arena. Cause right now is going to be the difference between 08 and now the one big thing is we need to have a lot of conversations and guide a lot of people and answer their questions right now. Right? It, is 08, it, is it is different. It is different. It is different. But in 08, I buried my head in the sand and I yep. wouldn't reach out to people because I was embarrassed and didn't know what to oh say. Oh my God. And, I and don't now, want to hurt them. I don't want to right. take advantage. That was me. But what they need more than anything is somebody, I did a video the other day. I'm like, you're either the grim reaper or you're a hope dealer, right? <laughs> take your pick. So in this market, being a hope dealer is like, Hey, there's going to be massive amounts of opportunity because there's some people running around with their chicken, chicken little mentality of the sky is falling. The reality is there's just some clouds in the sky, right? Truth. And if we can show them different ways and different things, like, yes, the prices were higher last year. They're still high. The interest rates are still high. But if you look at law of average and your true plan is to invest in real estate, there's going to be some years you buy higher than others. But the goal is to have that plan. And I think that if the, the, the real estate community will start to research and dig in and educate on the investment side, you know, it's the one thing that I teach in my coaching is teaching them like my class on Tuesday was all about raising private capital mm-hmm. and, you know, through your sphere of influence, right? So, you know, we've raised $20 million in private capital for our clients one at a time, Amazing. right? Over the last five years, so, you know, yeah. several of those clients have millions of dollars with us, but they're there. And by the way, people that know you, love you, trust you, and you've been in the business, they will absolutely lend you money based on a heartfelt investment. And that's the way a lot of our investors are. They want to see what we're doing and how we're solving other people's problems with their money. And if you don't think the investors right now 
don't want to have money in the stock market. They'd love to have something secured and guaranteed. And we're not asking anybody for money. We're presenting them with opportunity. Right. And so that is the number one thing is like, if you're doing anything right now, you need to understand hard money. You need to understand relationship capital because what's going to happen in this market is as a listing agent, you're going to get a call and it's like, you go over there, the house is trash. And this is how my mentality was. I'd be like, oh my God, I got to find an investor. So you're so busy chasing an extra 10 or $12,000 in income when you could be chasing the money to buy that opportunity, which could make you 10 times the commission right. if you're prepared for that opportunity. Right. So the, you know, that, that is one thing. Like You really need to understand money and where you can get it, right? If you have to get a partner, if you have to something, there's going to be a massive amount of opportunities moving forward. Just because people are scared, you know, over the last couple of weeks, I've seen a huge increase in agents reaching out and be going, are you interested in this property or this property or this property, right? Because they don't know what to do with them. Yeah. And, you know, the, the other thing that I would say on that is really think about no matter what stage of your career is, set a goal. If you own a house right now as a rental, then go through and start looking because there's going to be opportunities for you to buy as an owner-occupied, keep that one as a rental, right? That's the next thing, right? Because if you have, I don't care if it's five properties and you're in your 30s right now, you know, you have five properties by the end of your 30-year career, you've got a couple million dollars worth of free and clear real estate. It's probably spitting off five to $10,000 a month. It's really simple in, in our abilities to do that. Yeah. Right. So it really is getting into that going from a traditional sales into the mindset of what does the investor look for and how can I problem solve in order to guide somebody to the, the thing that they need the most. I love that. So, like you said, I think the first piece is that mindset shift of going from transactional to being a problem solver and just connecting with the client when you go to visit them when they pick up the phone and call you and, or you call them and they're like, yeah, come on over. Um, and the second piece is education is expanding your understanding of what options are available because going into that meeting with the old mindset of, you know, listing it on the MLS and doing the advertising and, you know, calling all the agents and doing the open houses. Like it's such a rut that, I mean, we've dug to China almost. It's such a deep rut. Yeah. Um, and as professionals, like you said, there are so many other options. So if, if we can get them to make the mindset shift and start to really think about problem solving and clearly with your course, they can educate themselves and, or there's, you know, lots of information out there. The third piece is where are it to me is where are they with their portfolio? Like with their, because I'm a, a big believer is you can't teach somebody how to dig a ditch if you've not dug the ditch. Not everybody agrees with that, but that's just me. I'm a hands-on person. doesn't mean I need to keep digging that ditch. I can, you know, once I've figured out how I like to have it dug, it's kind of hard. I'm sure for a lot of people, imposter syndrome, sure. that if you don't have properties, 
how am I going to go and talk to somebody about doing this? And I do think that's where you align yourself with a coach or a mentor. So, but if you'll fill in with that, because I do yeah. think that there's a, a massive opportunity and, and because I did miss out on so much, because we were, we literally launched, launched our brokerage. Ryan Serhant talks about how he's done what he's doing right now. We were the same way in 2008, right. 2009. So, and, and I'll be honest, it wasn't, it didn't feel scary. I was just so excited about like, you know, what would advantages and, and opportunities were ahead, but I also know I missed out on a lot. So. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's cost lost opportunity at the yeah. end of the day. Right. And so <clears throat> I think there's a, there's a phase that, you know, most agents are in probably somewhere in between these one and three phases, right? They're in the transactional and they're trying to, they're just trying to keep their head afloat. They're trying to pay their bills. Right. Right. But what they don't see on the investment side, and this is what, you know, I teach, you know, just ridiculously in my, my private coaching and my group coaching was situational awareness. So what I mean by that is when I trained in firearm training several years ago, they take you in a room and they, they tell you to call out the exits and you've got to be very situational aware of the people in the room, where the exits are and those types of things. So now situational awareness is really important in our business, you know, coupled with emotional intelligence, because you can go into a room and start asking the right questions and starting to figure out the situation, which is where are the exits? What are the ways I can solve this right now? If you're an agent that doesn't have the wherewithal to buy something, right? Or solve it from that standpoint, then you need to find that person in your pocket that can. So, you know, in my, in my industry in Phoenix, I am a problem solver, right? The, the industry knows that they can call me and I might be able to work something out. I'll get creative on it. So if you're one of those agents that you're in that transactional phase right now, and you're not ready to invest, you can still solve a problem and you can still probably make double your income that you would have, you put that on the market, right? right? So when agents bring me a deal, my, my joke is I go on more listing appointments with agents than I do for my own clients, right? Because <laughs> they, they want me there to kind of make the offer and talk to the clients and work yeah. something out. So like I just bought a house recently where she could have put it on the market. She might've made 10 grand. Instead, she made 20 in seven days by bringing me on the appointment and me being the buyer, right? Amazing. So she doubled her income by solving the problem, Yeah, Amazing. right? So, so you might be in that phase, but there's other ways to create income from that. You know, some people would call it wholesaling and assigning and those types of things. Um, but then there's the other phase of it where your, your transactional business is going well, and now you're ready to cross over in some of the investment space and people like they want to talk about fix and flips, but I really believe like you need to start acquiring rentals before you start doing fix and flips. Now fix and flips are a great source of income, but they take time to get off the ground. It's also right. risk. It is right. Yeah. And here's one of the crazy things about stepping into the investment side and like what I've done and what I teach is how to get ultra creative. So we own $50 million worth of single family homes in Phoenix. Okay. I did not put 20% down on that portfolio, right? There's no way I could have. But what I did do is I figured out how to get really creative. If I can buy a really good deal, put some money into it, I can actually create the down payment you know, when it comes to appraised value versus loan to value, mm -hmm. you can create it. And so that's what we've learned to do is create the value enough that gives us enough down payment to buy something and keep it and refinance it. Amazing. Right. Yeah. And then in, you know, the third phase is, you know, these things are going well and it's the phase that I'm in where I'm tying 
everything together, right? We can fix and flip. We can keep rentals. Um, I'm teaching people how to invest. We're buying inventory that we can then sell to our investors when they're ready. And our traditional business still runs like it normally does. The difference is, is tying it all together so that you're 100% prepared for opportunity as it arises. Beautiful closing. (laughs) Honestly, you you just kind of wrapped all of that up with a perfect bow because this is the time for our agents in the industry now to level up. And it's going to take doing what you just said, your regular traditional spoke of, but really thinking about being that problem solver and providing solutions through education. So Thank you so much, Steve. Again, you guys go to Instagram, Steve D. Valentine, and all of his information, his courses are amazing. His um, podcasts, Outside the Box, Thinking Outside the Box, uh, definitely check that out. But follow him on Instagram. He's constantly dropping massive knowledge every, and they're fun. Like it's just, it's fun and entertaining. And um, I'm super grateful. We're on the same team with real and, um, we have a, you know, previous history where, where else we've come from and, you know, you live and learn and you grow and you get better. And that's a whole purpose for me of this and and wanting to have you on is because, you know, when you came from where you come, came from being, you know, more than a million dollars in debt to being where you are right now. And like you said, only $50 million in, um, properties in Arizona, it's, we're not taught what is actually possible, like you said, and it, it's just, we don't need to limit ourselves and get bogged down with the, like you said, those beautiful wafty clouds that are going yep. by. There's not a major yep. storm going on. There's massive opportunity. So look Absolutely. at the sunshine and find a way to the end of the other side of the rainbow. Cause there's so much, um, you know, I just, I really want people to come out on the other side of this. So thank you so much, Steve. Really, Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Experiment Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at lauradowdy underscore L-E for live. Excellent. Go make a difference, y'all. The world needs you.